Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I am your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have Ash Cash in the house. <laughs> and the one only Rafiq. <laughs> Why are you trying to make that sound like we just had a conversation about black people being cool and he tried to make his name sound way cooler than it right? is? <laughs> but that's kind of the point of the conversation we were having, right? Is I guess we get to claim that. Like. So how was everybody's this is past week doing comedy? What'd you do? It's been good. I did the improv Thursday. I did right. a show at an apartment complex, which okay, was fun yeah. on Friday and then I did a backyard show on Saturday, which wow. started outside and ended up inside the person's living room. So that was fun. Was that oh, like okay. where you rained out? Or? Yeah, we got yeah, rained out. Yeah. Oh, that's and it was literally it's in someone's backyard. So yeah. it's like we had to stop it for like 30 minutes. Then we started it back up again. And it started raining again. And they were like, let's Is see if we the, can um, move it into the living room. Uh, Shaw. Yes. Yeah, Shaw. Smith? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Dope. Did you do any shows this week? Um, I did a show in, like, Port Orange. Okay. Uh, which, you know, like, it was cool. It was a bar show. Like, it, it's the kind of thing where you show up and you're like, yeah, there are 20 people here. That's mind-blowing numbers for this space. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, in their defense, everybody who showed up, except for, like, one dude, were, like, super there for comedy. Oh, that's cool. Which, you know, I would much rather have 20 people who give a shit than, like, a thousand people who don't. Yeah. You know? That's Um, fair. And then, like, I did Moon Room, like, last week, and that's pretty much about it. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, Moon Room. I'm just thinking of a situation where a thousand people would be in a room and they weren't expecting comedy or like (laughs) so it sounds weird but i've definitely had that situation if you're like hosting for like an event or something like that Uh, yeah i was just about to say like a music festival where they'll throw up a comic first right and then you're just standing there like an idiot in front of like i did i can see that i did a music festival in wickham park once Mm. where they had me like what's happening do you not hear the alarm oh no that's my phone i'm sorry (laughs) Um, yeah, so I did a music festival in Wickham Park where it was like, oh, we're going to grab a couple comics and they'll go up and then everybody will be, you know, out in this big open field. And I was like, oh, that sounds awful, but I already agreed <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. And then I get there and yeah, it's like there's a bunch of bands and in between bands, they throw up a comic <laughs> and it's just a sea of people. What, for just for, shits and giggles? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just for, just to have some. People will love this. <laughs> yeah, just to have some sort of noise. And my material is kind of edgy, so everybody's just waiting on the next band and i'm saying all this gross shit yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's not not even gross it's just like i don't want to have to think about this in the middle and it wasn't even at night it was during the day so it was like i'm like sweating because it's it's i can just imagine 85 (laughs) degrees and they're standing on a stage i can just imagine the pitch for that it's just someone who was like all right what if we get some bands that people want to listen to and then if we just could put them on the most open space possible <laughs> with a bunch of drunk people who don't give a shit and then and then to sprinkle it in between comedy yeah like, <laughs> that's pretty much what the situation was it's like genius johnson like so how was the best of orlando it was good it was good yeah yeah everybody it did really well it was I yeah saw. i think it was like 290 something okay so it's like i think it holds 300 so like it was pretty much packed so that was awesome so people were there laughing having a great time that's very cool yeah yeah Yeah, is ken's the one that puts that together right no joe sensabella okay puts that together 
Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Ken does Ken plus 10 and maybe his like birthday show if he does one. Man, but... Orlando has so many like themed shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of themed shows. <laughs> it's a weird, it's it, it's cool because I guess you got to, the thing is, is they're obviously going to have every weekend they're going to have their actual like famous touring mm-hmm. headline comic. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the Thursday, Wednesday, sometimes yeah. a Tuesday, they got to figure out what are they going to do. Mm-hmm. And they put all kinds of different th- i've seen them do podcasts yeah i hosted yeah. Uh-huh. for a podcast one time like a about a month ago so they so just you- had me do 15 minutes up front uh, before the podcast before the podcast started <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's another situation where i feel like they weren't there for stand-up comedy and yeah. then i just come up like hey guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it what, what podcast was it was it even um it was called uh cocktails yeah cocktails but with like c-o-c-k because it talks about like dating and sex okay that's (laughs) a little on the nose yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so well my weekend was crazy i did uh snappers Mm -hmm. oh uh, on the tarpon springs uh i don't know where tarpon springs is but i um palm harbor yes so tampa that basically that area yeah yeah but it was a uh, so I did Thursday night. So so I work here in Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. So I worked, left work, drove to Tampa on Thursday, performed, drove back home, got up in the morning, worked Friday, drove back to Tampa, drove back home, got up in the morning Saturday, hung out with my wife for most of the day Saturday, and then drove back to Tampa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. performed. And then came back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did <laughs> three round trips to Tampa over the past week. That's a lot. <laughs> it was nuts. And actually, so the the Thursday's one show. It's a 7 p.m. show. Right. And then Friday and Saturday, it's a right, 7, 7 p.m. and a 9.30 p.m. Is that one with Lauren? Is that the one you did? Or no? Which one? Lauren. Never mind. There's oh, okay. another show where I did in Tampa where they had a 7 and a 9. Okay, no, 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 no. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, this is Snappers. Okay. Oh, you said, oh. yeah, you did say that yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. I'm not listening. I'm Are you sorry. talking about the Unholy <laughs> Comedy Show? Huh? Uh, were you talking about the Unholy Comedy no, Show? No, um, Lauren Gray? I can't, re- no, Lauren Default. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And she's the booker? Yeah, she's the booker. I don't think I've, I don't know I if I've ever remember. done it. I can't even remember oh, uh, where yeah. it was or what it's called now, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I leave. So the first <laughs> the first shows are at seven. The second shows are at nine thirty. But it was like I'm trying to think we got out of there at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize how far to me. Tampa's two hours away. But depending yeah. on how <laughs> far out you're going, mm-hmm. it's really three hours. Yeah. And depending on the time of day you're driving. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what what made it bad for me was there was a Taylor Swift concert in oh, Tampa yeah, yeah, it was this mm-hmm. past yeah. weekend. I saw the posts. <laughs> so what was supposed to be a two hour and 40 minute drive was four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're passing by Raymond James and that. It was insane. Yeah. It was the worst. And then, I, and then it also reminded me of why I try not to go to Orlando. Because I never, the last time I did, I'm trying to think what I did. Oh, it was, um, what was it? Uh, what's that show called? What's that show called? The the one that Jake Rika does. Milk District? Yes, Milk District. Mm-hmm. I was doing Milk District, and I was driving out to Orlando. And on the way there, I'm like, why don't I ever come to Orlando? It's so close to my house, and for some reason, mm-hmm. I never go. <laughs> and then I hit the ramp for I-4, and I went, this is why I stopped coming to Orlando. I 
I don't. That's why under, I don't live in yeah. Orlando. I don't understand <laughs> like, the traffic problem there because it's like it, every time you drive, you're not even seeing like people spilling off the highway to get like into Orlando proper. No. It's always like for some reason there's like a. 50 mile stretch that's just bumper to bumper and it's like are none yeah. of you leaving like do any of you live here like what's going on no everybody works there but I th- nobody lives there right i guess <laughs> i think it's a combination though of disney mm-hmm. being right there so you have this deadly combination of orlando's a major city mm-hmm. and then you sprinkle in thousands of lost confused tourists mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. At five p.m. rush hour, and it's impossible to get through Orlando. I I I will drive it from now on. I got to figure out a different route to Tampa. There has to be some other way to get there because it's it's insane, and there's no if, way to avoid it. It looks like if if you so like I used to as somebody who used to live in Tampa and like commute back and forth, you know, all the time. Uh, if you do like the State Road 60 and go through like the Lakeland area, you mm-hmm. can theoretically go through like the back roads or whatever. But any GPS is gonna go like it's just faster to take the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awful. It does give alternative routes, but it's like it's still longer with the traffic. Still. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it's awful. It's just exhausting. Like <laughs> I, you, you say Tampa's two hours away. I, I have dedicated three hours because every time I go. To like either do a show or like visit friends or whatever i always go like all right i'm gonna be there at two so i need to leave here at like 10 a.m yeah <laughs> like <laughs> well no because i always because every all multiple trips i'm on you know 528 doing 80 miles an hour and i'm watching your arrival time cool. get further yeah. and further yeah. away and i'm like what the fuck i'm doing 85 yeah. 90 yeah. miles an hour it's getting further and further away and then you hit I-4 and you're just doing four, maybe eight miles an hour. And I, it was so bad that I figured out, you know that ramp to I-4? Mm. There's all those like little dirt roads that have been created by people driving through the grass. Yeah. <laughs> I now have a favorite one. That that's the one that I use. Because I refuse. If you, if you drive, and I'm, I guess I shouldn't be recommending this, but if you drive across that dirt road, Instead of actually driving the entire way up that ramp to get onto I four, mm. it cuts like fifteen minutes off your trip because that's how long it takes to get Onto on that ramp. Every yeah. single time now, in that little hatchback car, mm-hmm. I will drive through that dirt road through the median to get onto I four like a lunatic because it works every time. <laughs> My favorite is when you're on the highway and you're making that long drive and you haven't hit it yet, and then you just glance out of the corner of your yeah. eye and you see that one red bar show up that's <laughs> like 13 plus minutes and then it like bumps up to like 23 the next time you look at it yeah like. it's nightmare so first well i guess sort of topic that i want to talk about so last time we ranted about how awful monique's comedy special was mm-hmm. okay and ash cash's point was I thought it was good because there's an audience for that. Yeah, and I agree. I didn't say I didn't say it was good. Let's not like get out of hand. <laughs> I said it wasn't. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. It was bad, but like. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you this: When you say because there's an audience for that, are you part of that audience? Or are you just saying? No, I mean general? I watched it, and it's like I didn't hate it. Like it was just, it just wasn't comedy. Is it was just her like just talking about 
random life stuff, but it wasn't really like anything crazy funny or you know like it was enough for me to watch it Mm -hmm. like i wasn't completely bored watching it is what i'm saying and the audience seemed to enjoy it so so in the spirit of her there's an audience for it which i understand that there was Mm -hmm. because people were clearly enjoying i don't understand how that you watch the special and there's they keep pointing back to audience members dying laughing i'm like mm. how in the fuck unless it was staged that's the yeah, only unless thing it was, i can think of <laughs> unless they took the clips of the audience from her opening act yeah. and then <laughs> cut to them in the middle of her actual special I, I i can't tell you how exhausted you made me su- even suggesting that because i go god damn it there is absolutely a special like that out there absolutely. now yeah <laughs> there has to be and i so i went on facebook and i started actually looking in these different like groups and stuff and i found one where somebody had posted about the special mm-hmm. and then it was like 150 comments of like oh, i just thought it was so great okay, i'm like so you what? found them you i found, found them. them yeah they're there in the in the you know medea goes to church chat room sure right. yeah <laughs> but yeah there's an audience for medea too yeah, like obviously tyler perry's doing great so he's a, he's a billionaire <laughs> so there's his a, own studio so. yeah so what, what it made me wonder is well a couple of things. What it made me wonder is about the importance of building your own audience. Mm. Yes. Because one thing that I've noticed, I mean, even this weekend, working with different headliners, one thing you notice is I I feel like I'm extremely funny, and I feel like my writing's clever and all this other stuff. And then you go to certain places where the audience may be, maybe like a. a like one of the one of the nights that we did because it varied vastly from night to night, which is also that's weird. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the that's same. hugely that's different. Springs, it's crazy. Like one show, there might have been twenty people, and they were mostly, I swear to God, the youngest person might have been in their seventies. Mm. And then one show, it was packed, sold out room, a hundred and something people in the room, and a mixture of all different types of people. Um, next show was back down to like twenty something people. Next show was back up; it was all over the place. Yeah, like it's ne- like it's, you know, I say this with as much love as I can. So I, I used to work over there and stuff like that all the time. But Snappers is one of those rooms where, like you said, you get like nineteen people who escape from an old people's home. Like f- <laughs> first show, <laughs> and then like the next show is like. 70 people who just came from like the swingers commune down the street <laughs> and who are like i just want to drink get fucked up and listen to jokes and i'll laugh at anything <laughs> and then you go like okay cool and then you fast forward to the next night and it's like those same 70 people showed up for some reason for the first show yeah. and then the second show is like those old people were like well we didn't really escape like we thought last time so let's go to late night and it's like <laughs> Why are you guys out on a Saturday night? Like, <laughs> but I I noticed that I because I've you know working one of the things I've noticed working in Florida in general is you work a lot of clubs and a lot of the audience members are really old white people mm-hmm. like a lot of times that's what like I work Gregory's all the time and you get a lot of yeah. depending on the night at Gregory's it'll be just a million super old white people. I've and seen one, a couple black people there. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure me too. There's usually yeah, there's usually enough. <laughs> enough for them to say they have black friends. Yeah. Like that's yeah. but um but what I've noticed is you see comics come in and you're like, oh man, even though this person is say 
have been doing this a lot longer than me, like their style of comedy is like an is a very very clear different generation mm-hmm. style of comedy, and I may feel like my stuff is very funny and very it's something different that people haven't seen before, and I'll go into like the moon room and destroy. And if this person was on in the moon room, they would not be able to hold a candle to me. Yeah. In that environment with that audience, you watch those older white guys go up and kill with a different generation style of audience right so i wonder how what are ways i guess that we can build our own audience because it really does depend on you having your own audience that you're bringing out Mm -hmm. so i i mean uh, i was just saying social media is the number one way to do it for sure (laughs) even that though like i'm i'm absolutely on board with that by the way but like even with that the problem i find is like unless you're touched by the algorithm you know <laughs> like there's no like you're you're like you might not even be talking to your audience you know like it's it's that weird thing of you go like oh yeah people love this realer post and then it's like you can't break that down into like oh this appeals to 95 yeah. year old white women i guess that's my audience you know you just kind of mm-hmm. go like anyone who was Within the state of Florida, I guess maybe liked it. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I think what? with that, it's just like consistency. Like you're not gonna get it. The algorithm has no, you know, reason or method to the madness of when it touches you. But I feel like if you keep doing it, it eventually will. Yeah, what I've learned is volume. It's just consistently consistency and volume, which is unfortunate and depressing and brutal mm-hmm. but you just continue to do i post it this is this is sound like the weirdest thing in the world i i went turkey hunting a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and i have a video of a the only turkey i called in was a female turkey so you can't shoot it in the state of virginia that time of year so i just had to i put the gun down and picked up my phone and just took videos of it you know walking around and i posted a video of a stupid turkey just walking around did it get hits? <laughs> it got well, not a lot, but it. I posted it because I have I have stand up clips that you post, and then it'll it'll get like five hundred views, and then after a while it'll jump up to you know two thousand, three thousand, something like that, and then it'll stay there. Yeah. This one I posted, it went up to like five thousand, and I was like, I mean, like not five thousand, five hundred, and I was like, that's more people than I think watch a stupid turkey video, and then days later. All of a sudden, my phone just starts pinging, pinging, pinging. I'm like, what is this? I pick it up. It's like 1,800 people looking at this stupid turkey video. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. It makes no You're like, sense. like, what about my comedy? Yeah, <laughs> it, just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I'm, so, I mean, I don't post a lot, but the video that has the most views on my TikTok right now is just like a stupid dance video. Yeah. yeah. It's just me redoing a dance that everybody else yeah. has done already. <laughs> I Like, for me, I recently... I got like one of those like auto posters, so that way I can just write like a couple dozen tweets or whatever and just post them up. And which like, one are you using? Buffer. Buffer. Okay. Yeah, because like I like I I try to keep it like you can get like spend more money for the pro version or whatever, but like I try to keep it on the shorter side, so that way I go like all right, these are the ten bits I think will do well 
over the next couple of days. That's really dangerous. Uh, what if he does like a like a school shooting bit and then he forgets that it's in the system and then that day there's a school shooting and then... I mean, what day is there not a school shooting at oh, this I know. point? Like, <laughs> right? Then you just have to play the edgy card and people get upset and be like, no, I'm just doubling down. I'm speaking the truth. Like, All right, let's not say school shooting. Let's say it's a bit about... Salmonella, Betty White, <laughs> and it just so happens the yeah, day he posted died. was the day she died. Yeah, and now he's the biggest piece of shit in the yeah. world, and he's canceled. Yeah, again though, you double down. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? That's the one thing I've learned watching people on the internet is like, if somebody gets mad at you for a thing, just go like, nah, like that's just how it is, and just keep on drilling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because eventually people will come to your side and be like, no, he's speaking the truth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some races are inferior, and you're like, I. <laughs> Didn't want your support, but thanks, I guess. Like, I do have this one guy. There's this. I, I argue with people back and forth sometimes. Well, a lot on Facebook. And there's this one guy that is on, I guess, one of my friends somehow. I don't know how he ended up on my mm-hmm. friends thing. But he has these really, really radical, like, racial beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, like, this hotep guy that's, like, you know, oh, the white man is the devil and mm, all yeah. this other shit. <laughs> and I will be arguing with somebody and I'll be making reasonable, <clears throat> measured points. <laughs> and then this guy will come in in support of me. And then the rest of my conversation is like, but I'm not him, though. Right, like, yeah, I know yeah, he's yeah. agreeing with me right now, but I'm, I'm not, not that this. far. Yeah, I'm not that. It'd be like I mean? if David Duke liked your post. Yeah. It's very difficult to, like, not. You ever have, speaking of Facebook uh, and, like, weirdos, you ever have that one dude who you're friends with, but, like, you don't know how to, like, you, like, you don't just want to unfriend them? You know, <laughs> so you like snooze them and then you get surprised when they pop back up in your feed. You're like, oh, it has been 30 days. Like <laughs> you can just unfollow them. Yeah, That's what I do. Yeah. And then it just never shows up again. Yeah. I just it's weird because like the the two guys I'm thinking of in particular, it's like they they'll have like one cogent post out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. And that one post I go like, oh, yeah, that really isn't a bad way to look at life but like <laughs> everything else is garbage so like i just kind of want to like peek in every now and again to just have facebook remind me to be like oh is he still <laughs> a piece I, of shit like <laughs> can i tell you something an awful experience that i had well not uh, i'm the awful one not the experience i was looking i was on um instagram and some girl that she's like a she's like an instagram model and then she's in like a band or whatever and she posted something about um i posted my like her baby bump she's pregnant and immediately lost like ten thousand followers like men are such like pieces of shit right that seems like over exaggeration Ten thousand. Well, but i was thinking about it and i remember like a few months back i was scrolling through instagram and some instagram model that i follow posted that she was pregnant mm-hmm. and i was like unfollow get the fuck out of here I'm a horrible yeah. person. <laughs> so men are but like, my, it's not my baby. I don't yeah, want to see immediate it. <laughs> reaction was like, I don't want to see hear from you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Like this is gonna be this is just gonna be bad on me because I actually support you in that moment because <laughs> I go like no because I feel like if like it doesn't matter what gender you are right if you're following a person for a thing like Uncle Roger for cooking videos or whatever. And then Uncle Roger's like, well, I'm going to start 
posting me working on my car now. You're like, that's not why I followed you. Like, <laughs> well, I guess that's true. <laughs> if you put it that way, I guess. But they also <laughs> used to tell they used to tell um like boy bands back in the day. They would tell the members that even if you have a girlfriend, pretend you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. because it'll mess up your entire like relationship with the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like it, it gets. They have to seem available. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, See? like like Japan, like the bands over there get like real fucking weird about that. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, there have been like reports of like, uh, like people committing suicide because they found out like they were dating somebody. Oh, like yeah. the audience, like the yeah, fans. Like, like, well, the fans like start. Uh, the one I'm thinking about in particular was like this girl group in which like one of the female members like came out as like she would she had been like married for like a year and a half and hadn't told anyone. Mm-hmm. So like the fans turned on her so hard she committed suicide. Oh she oh, okay. And oh. You know, because like they had like culture wise, they got a big thing of like your relationship with your audience is like kind of the sacred covenant thing. Mm-mm. To which I go like if let's say Shakira okay or like Lizzo came out and was like, oh yeah, you know, like this is my husband or whatever, I would be like I'm gonna bully you until you kill you. <laughs> like, well, that's true. <laughs> Wait, I, I love that the 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 female singer that Rafik is like. Hey, that's his thing. Is Lizzo? <laughs> like, that's that's his... who he loves. What are you talking hey, about? Hey man, you know, no judgment. <laughs> so, oh, actually, we were having a conversation about the Chris Rock special, mm-hmm. and then it was on Netflix Live. Mm-hmm. And what I was trying to explain, and I feel like I was vindicated this weekend, <laughs> was that it was a test. Because my thing was like, how do you, how do you test live streaming something mm-hmm. and having millions of people tune in mm-hmm. in the lowest risk possible situation? Mm-hmm. And to me, that would be a stand-up comedy special where it's just one man, one microphone. Yeah. And if something gets and screwed up, audience. yeah, and his audience. So if something gets screwed up, mm-hmm. all right, Chris Rock, go sit in the back and hang out while we, you know, okay. fix this. You know. Because something happened, like, with Love is Blind Love or something? is Blind. Mm. Did, have you guys watched the show? I've never I've, watched it. So I've heard about it from my uh, siblings. I haven't actually seen it. It is... I sound super corny, right? But, again, I'm married. So you have to come up with things that you can just sit and enjoy <laughs> systematically right. with your partner, right? And I think it's important... This is going to sound really stupid. <laughs> I think it's important to watch stuff like that with your even if you're dating somebody mm-hmm. so that you can gauge their reaction yeah oh yeah absolutely so, so like oh this guy is showing up at the house unannounced at two o'clock in the morning without an explanation mm-hmm. and if your girl is like i would stab the fuck out of him now you know <laughs> right, <laughs> don't <yeah>. do that <laughs> who you're dealing with you know what i mean yeah. and you can have these like me and my wife used to watch divorce court all the time because situations would come up and you would get to have that conversation of like well if you did that we would definitely be in divorce court right. or yeah. like why are these people getting divorced over something so stupid yeah. like who gets divorced over the fact that you ran over the dog by accident it was an accident yeah you know so we watch love is blind and it's a hilarious show it really is so it's the whole concept is these people don't see each other at all they're in like two so it's almost like imagine if you're in two separate rooms talking just through the wall it's like a confessional booth it's exactly so okay so they don't know what each other looks like they don't know what each other looks like and there's like say 15 men 15 women and they're all round robin talking to each other Mm -hmm. and then they choose who they want their partner to be 
and the man will propose to the woman, and then only after she accepts his proposal, like actual marriage proposal, actual marriage mm, proposal, that's nice. <laughs> do they then bring them into this other room where they get to actually physically meet each other for the mm-hmm. first time, and you see who this person actually is? Yeah. It's like the hardcore version of Tinder. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see you don't they don't see pictures, they don't see anything. So it's just literally based on personality and how you get along. Exactly. Oh, so man. love is blind. Oh, man. Exactly. So the finale, well, not the finale, the reunion for love is blind, which is the most important part. <clears throat> because a show like that, you watch and then you decide, all right, I think this person's going to make it. I think these people are going to make it. These two have no fucking chance in hell. Mm-hmm. So is it okay? Because it's on TV. So do they pick all like fairly good looking people? That's, you got the, some that's real the elbows. only thing that's bullshit about the show. And I'm getting distracted about it too. I'm the show. Yeah. But it's the only bullshit thing about the show. There's no ugly people on the show. Oh, so it's like you so go on the show being like, okay, it's not going to be like yeah. a complete. Exactly. Like, now, if Igor, it was. Like, if kind it, of yeah, it's never like, holy shit, Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, the, no, if they wanted to make the show really interesting, if they really wanted to go crazy, there'd be really attractive people and some really ugly ass people on the show. And yeah. you just have to see what happens yeah. right that would be yeah yeah so like some really hot people and some comedians yeah <laughs> so, so funny enough the uh, so uh, well i'll tell you this because i'm actually pretty into this show so they did what was cool to me is they did it in brazil the uk and japan as well as the united states mm-hmm. so i'm such a weirdo fan of the show i watched all of it mm-hmm. so i'm, I'm watching love is blind with subtitles in, yeah yeah, yeah. But the Japanese was so weird is you also get to learn culturally what's important to people. Yeah. So you watch the Brazil one and it's very like, all right, these people just want to tear down the wall and have sex with each other. That's like, yeah. Yeah. that's again, it's a, just culturally. Oh, yeah. The Japan one, they really gave a shit about Japanese people are such good people. <laughs> like the, <show>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was like, everyone was so concerned about, you know, are, do you come from a good family? Do mm-hmm. you love your parents? Mm-hmm. How you know? Are you gonna dishonor our people or whatever? Yeah. The fuck it was? <laughs> Am I gonna have to stab myself with a samurai sword when we get divorced? Like right? that was the whole thing. And there was a comedian who was who was the least attractive person on the Japanese version of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he was the short, fat right. Japanese guy. Oh, and it was I the didn't only one. Well, <laughs> you never seen the like little Buddha statue thing? That's no, like, no, it's I what, okay. even funny. <laughs> I'm just. You, I would definitely think if, like, real talk, you would want comedians or somebody like personalities to really be like the ugly ones, yeah. Because like that, like, because you got to make it up for it with something, yeah. And like, I, real talk, like, comics as a whole have this weird thing of like, you look at some comedians where you're like, God hit you with the ugly bat, and like, <laughs> like, like you owed him money, like. <laughs> And then you see them with somebody where it's like, holy shit, I would fight you for her. Like, like old timey, like dual style, like fight you for her. Like, how the fuck did you pull that off? That's very funny. No, because it's, 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 again, luckily for us, men and women are very different, right? And women, you know, tend to like you if you're an interesting, funny person. Yeah. And men are just very shallow creatures where if you're pregnant, I'm unfollowing you on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I was going to say, that could never work the reverse. Like, I'm not yeah. going to go get, like, Shamar Moore like, <laughs> because I'm funny and hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... I don't know. I've, I've seen, I, I think there's a, there's a, there's definitely a scale on, like, hotness where, like, I think if you breach, like, 
and one of the upper levels of hotness. There's like that kind of insulating thing of nobody comes to talk to you because you th- look like you're out of everybody's league. Yeah. So That's really high though. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like those people are always the ones who end up with like a comedian or something <laughs> like that because it's always like like Pete Davidson doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Davidson also has a huge penis, according to yeah. I mean, that's folklore. Ten inches yeah. is what I heard, but yeah, I don't know. that's what Kanye was yeah. yelling at Charlemagne about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I heard it. That's where you heard it. Too? Yeah, that's where okay. I heard it too. I can't imagine being that, like, hearing that and keeping that knowledge in your head because you're angry. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so, if somebody come, came up and told me, like, oh, yo, like the like the dude your ex cheated on you with. 12 inch cock i would be like i would like hold on to that knowledge like a month later to be like yo fucking michael with his 12 like that's pretty he was upset so so i i brought the whole love is blind thing to say that the love is blind reunion netflix was doing it live Mm. and i'm guessing a lot more people were trying to watch that than were watching chris rock because that completely crashed Mm -hmm. like it was supposed to come on eight o'clock I'm sitting in bed, waiting for it. I think 9.30, my wife is like, forget it, I'm going to sleep. And then 10 o'clock, I gave up. But did it crash because like it just wasn't streaming? Or was it, no, were they I, having like technical problems? Or? No, they were having technical problems, and it, they didn't do it at all until later on that night. Mm. So it wasn't like it was <laughs> technology school, because what I was doing was I had my phone, the tablet, and the television all running at the same time. And the, what did I have? The television was on Netflix on the television, trying to load. My phone, I was opening and closing the Netflix app on my phone. This is how much I'm into this stupid television (laughs) show, okay? (laughs) To the point where my wife gave up and went to bed and I was still trying to watch the reunion. Chris is just lying on the bed, kicking his feet. <laughs> and I told my wife, I was like, I will wake you up. And she was like, you better not wake me up. Then on the tablet, I was following, there was some girl on YouTube that was doing a, she was supposed to, she's like a therapist that live reacts to like shows like this. Mm-hmm. And I found her on YouTube because I was panicking as to why the show wasn't working. So I was looking for someone who was live streaming about the show. Mm-hmm. So she's live streaming. And I'm watching her try to get the show working while I'm at home trying to get the show working. Because I wanted to make sure. Yeah, so I was trying to make sure if she got it working in some sort of way, I could copy what she was doing. And it just never worked out. So tonight when I get home, Love is Blind reunion. I'm very excited. Yeah, I think Netflix even tweeted about it, too. Yeah. No, yeah, they were tweeting about it. Some (laughs) of the people on the show were you know posting on instagram and stuff hey we're not allowed to say anything because i can't even show you what i'm wearing but i was like i don't give a shit did did he end up cheating on you what the fuck happened (laughs) but no yeah so it didn't work but what i want to do is comics and i got to figure out the legality of what you can and can't do i want to do an entire youtube channel of i want to do it as a version of this podcast Mm-hmm. Where it's just comics reacting to shows like that, mm-hmm. because when you watch, when you you watch like, I don't even. I know. would love that. That's my yeah. favorite thing to do. <laughs> like, like I don't know what's called. What's called E, the Hollywood show or whatever, yeah. where oh, they yeah. follow that stuff. And even when you watch, like even the reunion shows, the world has become so sugar coated 
that nobody's actually giving you the reaction that people are genuinely having. And yeah. I feel like comics are the only people. Yeah. Like the first one I want to start with is Catfish. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Catfish? No. You've never seen Catfish? No, sorry. Oh my god. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I've, again, I've heard of the show, haven't actually seen it. Oh, this would be great to do with people who've never actually seen Catfish. Do you know do you know the concept of Catfish, right? Yeah, I'm guessing it's people like online dating and then online dating them. and you're talking to someone who is yeah. not who you think it is. Yeah. And they <laughs> they literally go out and seek out this person. Yeah. So the early the early seasons were a lot better because it was before COVID and they would actually just travel to the town and go find the person Mm -hmm. and it's always some like honey boo boo looking person (laughs) and they have they always have this very subdued reaction of like okay so this is the person you were talking to so what do you think now and as I'm watching at home, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? That's a donkey. Like, of course I'm not. Of course I'm not interested in moving forward. That's a fucking asshole question for you to ask. This person has been talking to a hippopotamus for six yeah. months. They wasted their entire lives having this conversation with this person every single day for six months. You should be able to sue somebody for that. But they always have because they're not, you know, it's MTV. They're not allowed to talk yeah. bad about the person. And I'm sure the person has to sign paperwork to agree to be on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I want to do a show where it's just a room full of comics. And maybe you, maybe you, that's what I got to figure out. You, you probably cut out the middle section of the show where they're doing all the hunting down. We yeah. would just react to the beginning section of the show where the person says, hi, my name's Amy. I've been talking to this guy, Brad, for six months, and I've never met him, and we've never FaceTimed, but I'm pretty sure it's the right person. Um, he just happens to be an underwear model, but he won't show me his face. I can't tell. <laughs> and that whole portion, and then just cut straight to the portion where we get to actually meet Brad, and it turns out he's the manager of like a meatpacking store. Right, yeah. And like... He's 750 pounds and cross-eyed and, like, whatever. I, I definitely imagine at least one comic in that situation, like, where everyone's just fucking riffing on this thing, and one comic just goes, like, yo, the fuck with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was that was the reason why I was the saddest. Though. I mean, like, I'm going to miss Cam either way. But I was saddest about Cam moving away because he was on my list of people that I wanted yeah, in the room for that, for that yeah. shit because his reactions to shit would be hilarious. Yeah. So I got I got to put that. But what I got to figure out is I keep seeing all these reaction videos online. You've seen like I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've seen reaction to yeah, television yeah. shows. Yeah. How do you legally do that? I think that's technically under <clears throat> fair use clause because you're you're taking it almost like satire. Mm-hmm. You're you're taking an established thing that's out there, but you're changing it enough to make it its own property because the thing you're doing is not the show it's your reaction to the to show it. Okay. okay you know and then i'm sure there's a bunch of like legal bullshit of like you can't show more than 31 S- seconds, seconds of exactly. an episode yeah, yeah, you yeah. know like but i i'm never really that this is always makes me feel like such an old man because i see those things on youtube and shit like that too and i don't know if you have this problem because like you you said you had a tiktok right yeah yeah so you, i'm sure you're like much more with it than me but like i'm the kind of person who like hits social media and like it's just kind of like me banging my head against the wall <laughs> of like like i i understand the premise behind this but god damn it i hate everything about this i mean i i feel the same way yeah. <laughs> like, trust me i'm so excited if they ban tiktok oh 
I really hope I was kind of excited. Yeah. So I was like, are they yeah. going to ban it? Because like, then as comics, we won't have to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, it, it's one of those things of like, oh, no, they've banned TikTok. No. What a shame. <laughs> <Right>? Anyway. <laughs> well, and truth be told, have you have you and it's weird because like it's one of those things we have to do. But if you really pay attention and read up on it, it's really sick. So I watched this thing about TikTok and so it's the reason why the government wants to ban is the Chinese company. Mm-hmm. So all of the data and, and our government's such hypocrites because Facebook and Instagram stealing all of our data. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah, it's just that those are American companies and the American government is in control of mm-hmm. you know what those companies do. So they're comfortable yeah. with it. Now, TikTok is a Chinese company that's taking the same data from us. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's, it's a, a problem. problem. We got to ban yeah. it. Right. But. In China, the reason why I find it, I do find it to be disturbing, is there's a different version of TikTok in China. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They don't let their kids more than forty minutes a day. Yeah, they limit them at. And <laughs> it's it's geared like the algorithm in China is geared towards like education. It's geared towards science mm-hmm. and math and history and watching Chinese people accomplish like amazing things and they learn all kinds of interesting yep. stuff. Yeah, the, the, and well, here it's just people smacking the shit out of each other in Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- it's and it's designed that way. Well, you're also talking about a country that like instituted the concept of like social credits. Yeah, you're like hey, you you played 41 minutes of video games today. We're gonna have to dock your credits, <laughs> you know. And whereas America's like, fucking do that rail of meth and. Play whatever you want, buddy. This is why you're spending money, you know. But there's something. All right, so I don't want to be all too crazy conspiracy, but I think I'm for it. I, I love conspiracy oh. theories. Well, because I think the world is moving to a place where physical warfare is not really going to happen as much anymore. I think our yeah, infrastructures are far too connected. I mean, if you're an Amer- if you're an American company and America goes to war with China and we start bombing the shit out of China. Your factory where all of your products are made, mm. Pepsi, mm. I'm sure your bottles are probably mostly produced in China. Like, what are you going to do? You're screwed. We can't afford to start doing that anymore. Yeah. So what's going to happen is countries are going to start to do underhanded things like we're going to brainwash your children to be stupid mm-hmm. while we make sure our kids get a good education. So that it's long term warfare so that 100 years from now, your country will be full of stupid, incompetent Worthless people. Idiocracy. No, but I've. You gotta watch it. You got. It's. It's like literally what's happening, right? Like I see it, and I always (laughs) think about that movie. And I, it's like it's not even like that far off. Like when the movie came out, it was so ridiculous and it was funny. And now I'm just like, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. There, there was a, if you're talking about like the Chinese psyop aspect of like social media, there was a period a couple months ago where I was on YouTube and I came across a bunch of like those Chinese, like at first I thought they were like the prank videos Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but they're like real, real fucked up in the sense of like, they're absolutely about like social cohesion Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, who made this video? Like who, like who sat down and was like, yeah, I want to show our community coming together, you know, because like in my head, I was like, this is like such an anti-American concept. (laughs) (laughs) But there are those, have you noticed again, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff there. And I I don't want to say they're Chinese because it's probably racist. I'm just looking at Asian people with letters I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But some sort of Asian, I'm pretty sure it's Chinese Mm -hmm. where they're clearly fake mass-produced videos and it'll be like 
I don't know, some guy getting tripped by a duck. Mm. Except like just the same mm. stupid stuff yeah. that's on TikTok here in America, but it's clearly made over there and it's clearly fake. Yeah. Or it'll be like some guy's on a date with this girl and then some other girl sneaks up behind and puts something in his drink and it's super fake and trash and it's like who why is this here what is it for <laughs> who's who's doing these because these are clearly mass produced with actors so i can actually speak on that in a weird connection because like i watch a lot of foreign tv mm. like a lot of tv from like africa and you know like korea japan and you know like india and stuff like that did you see my uh, afrotainment thing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but I- i'll take a look next time i promise just <laughs> write it down for me um but one of the things that you find watching a lot of that stuff is they take bare bones like western concepts Mm-hmm. You know, they're like prank video. Ah, you know, like surprise. It's like a badly interpreted version of what yeah. they think American humor is. Right. And so they will do like mass versions of that because they go like, if we hire, instead of recording 40 different videos, like over the course of a month, we can just get like Bob and Susan in here and do 40 videos today. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just keep on swapping out shirts for them and you know like uh like there there was one I remember where um it was like an unboxing video and it was like this Korean girl and like I just come across it when I was like scrolling through the algorithm and like I noticed when I flipped through her videos she was opening up the same box twice. <laughs> and I was like Oh, she just changed her shirt and like <laughs> she's unboxing the same product. Like there's yeah. no difference. But it's kind of genius because one of the things that I that we've learned on this podcast talking to different people about the algorithm is if you put up a video and it gets just a woefully small number of hits, they're like just repost the same video. Mm-hmm. Because as far as the algorithm is concerned, the chances are that somebody has seen that video before is slim to none. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, after a couple months, just put the same video right back up. So that makes a lot of sense that they would, you know, mass produce that like that. Again, it's all making us stupider. I feel like there's, uh, or going back to that, because you're saying Chinese people do these weird videos, but I see like Americans and white people doing these weird videos too. Yeah, like, yeah where they're clearly the, fake. Yeah, like there's the cooking videos. And you know, <laughs> like we make fun of how white people can't cook, but these videos are just like, no, you're ridiculous. Like, why is the cat on the counter yeah. why are you petting the cat in there it's you like know, they're literally yeah. doing things that they know is gonna piss black people off when right, white people do it you know and what? i'm just like this is obviously like did you see the ash cash is so jamaican <laughs> that she does she thinks it has to be fake that somebody's petting the cat while they're cooking <laughs> <laughs> she no, no, okay, like, no no okay maybe that one's not as ridiculous but there's no, but some i've stuff. seen the one where they made spaghetti in the toilet or something okay. like that i was yeah, gonna like, say they're did doing you see crazy the crazy shit where you're just like okay like white people aren't that bad like there's Yo, I saw this. I saw the sink nachos one, not because of the video itself. There's a dude on there. I forget his name. Where he, the character he plays is like an older black guy looking <laughs> through his window at like white people doing oh stupid God. shit. Oh, oh, all right. All right. When, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When you're done with the hat right. and the glasses. Yeah. Yes. And, and so he was like doing the like he was watching someone doing like the sink nachos one mm-hmm. where she's like. You just put down tortillas and you put down ground beef and you cook it all. And it, I was looking at that. I was like, this 
has to be like a mad TV sketch he got yeah. his hands on. <laughs> it is. Like you some know, of them are just, no. So about that, that I'm furious about, the people that are now on, they've figured out how to create a social media account by just reacting to other people's things that they've created. If you watch that guy, he goes, what's going on here? And then they cut to the video that somebody else put in the effort to make. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to him and he's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And then that's the whole thing. I'm like, this guy is just, he figured out to, like, the the public is stupid enough to not realize that he's just stealing their thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so many people now. There's so and a lot of them are comics though. There's mm-hmm. ones that are worse. There's ones where they have a video that per, the person did and then they do the the, the side duet. by side and they don't even comment. And all they're doing over here is like building a shelf. Yeah, <laughs> just like I didn't need mm-hmm. that. Like you yeah. added that for no yeah. reason so you could get. I could have just watched this video. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 if you want to see the real fucked up version of this, so there's a dude online uh, who does like horror videos and they're like really good body horror like animation videos Mm -hmm. and the number of times that i have found those videos on like tiktok or instagram or something like that on a completely different account where like this video has like a hundred thousand views or whatever and like a couple weeks ago he was talking about on his podcast where he's just like these guys come in and steal like my entire catalog of work <laughs> and then get more views on one video than I ever have. <laughs> there has to be some sort of way. And the, th- the unfortunate thing is that the audience doesn't care. No. Yeah. So like one of the, one of the ways you could do it is you could sort of watermark all your videos where like your Instagram name or whatever is, you know, just clipped into the video the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the audience doesn't care they enough care. to go whatever. Like one of the things that I don't even know I mean, I usually know. I try to. If I see somebody do it, I'll immediately like. Yeah. And if I like whatever video, I'll go to that. I'll actually go on my way to find that person's page yeah. and like that video and not like the one. The I'm one on. Yeah. But I'm a normal person. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I care. Like, I, mean, I don't know. There's some comic that I mean, this guy's running around touring because he has a huge following on Instagram, and he'll watch a video and the and again it'll be some unrelated video. It'll be like a dog falling down the stairs. And then at the end of the video, it'll clip to him and he'll be like, damn. And then that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's just stealing stuff. And he's built an entire career off of it. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that I feel like it's a really great hustle. But it, again, there has to be some sort of legal way to stop it. <laughs> this There's people getting caught taking girls Instagram photos because a lot of a lot of the Instagram models are posting damn near naked pictures anyway, mm-hmm. and creating OnlyFans accounts with, with the, the pic- pictures that yeah. they just copied off a girl's Instagram. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> and making thousands of dollars. No fucking way. Yes. That's nuts. Yeah, so a lot of the girls from OnlyFans are complaining that that and and it, the other thing that people can do is you can say you buy her OnlyFans for twenty dollars, download the videos start your own OnlyFans of her and just repost the videos. So now that $20 a month investment is paying for itself 10 times over. Yeah, there's, uh, so I think it was uh, Tinder or it might've been like Bumble or whatever. But like a while ago I got, I thought I was gonna go on a date with somebody because like, and then I realized it was like a bot, like for Mr. Z. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
But, like, the thing that really got me is, like, once I realized it was a bot, I was just like, all right, let me just dick around with this thing. And at the very end of the conversation. Well, that's what you were trying to it, do before you thought it was a bot. Well, <laughs> uh, at the very end, it posted a link to, like, a Discord that was like, buy my videos here. <laughs> and then I was like, why would they have a Discord that did this? And I looked it up online. Their whole, like, Discord community is out there that are just selling, like, OnlyFans packs. Yeah. For like other people, and it's like, wow, that's that's like a level of theft that I go like. <laughs> that would be like if you go into Publix and like just started slapping like Ralph over like the Publix logo while you're in the store. But what's crazy? I met somebody actually. He's a, he's a comedian. God, I wish I could remember which comic it was. And we were talking to him, and he used to have a job where he would answer messages in OnlyFans. So this is a this is a a thirty five year old grown man, and if you follow a girl's OnlyFans and you're texting back and forth with her, well, it's not her. It's just this grown yeah. man whose full time job is just answering her messages. Oh, <laughs> that, did he do it for one person? Or he does it for like multiple people. I, I guess he does it for multiple people. It's like a, a, a he like said a at one point it was like his job. Yeah, is that OnlyFans that conversation <laughs> contractor. <laughs> just, but you're talking to a bunch of horny dudes. Like, and then the yeah, thing is, like, it's care. gonna work out so good for her because it's a guy talking to a guy, and he's probably gonna have more fun really talking know? to the dude <laughs> than he was actually talking to her. I would definitely cheap out though because I'd get like that first text, and I'd just like go over to chat GPT. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just you know, what's the appropriate response for like, I want my dick up inside you, like just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that actually. <laughs> That leads me actually to a question that I've, I've this is sort of a deep conversation. So I, I, I listen to like Joe Budden podcasts and a bunch mm. of music podcasts. Um, and one of the things that they're talking about on the music side of things, because I, I have this theory that the comedy and music from a business standpoint are very, very similar. Yeah. And that yeah. comedy lives about a decade behind the music industry. Mm-hmm. So trends that are happening in the music industry, because you think about it um, from a contract perspective, Comedy and music is the same thing. You have an artist who creates, right. you know, yeah. they're both thing vocal that, works. Yeah, they're both vocal works. Exactly. Yeah. So they're very similar structurally from a business perspective. Um, so one of the things that they're worried about in the music industry is now the AI generated yeah. music. I was actually talking about it with my friends the other day. Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> to where now. So and, and what's also interesting is how fast this is evolving. So recently they put out a bunch of remixes using Rihanna's voice to oh, sing different those. people's songs. Mm. Yeah. And I love I love that. I was like, and "Oh my good. god, yeah. can Rihanna sing everything?" Yeah. <laughs> well, so then somebody as a joke, they did um Drake's voice mm-hmm. um doing that Ice Spice song, Munch. Oh. And Drake was not happy about it cuz mm. songs about, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to go find that. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> But now, and then someone did um, put a Jay-Z verse on something. Mm-hmm. And then now, apparently, I think the most recent one was, oh, man, who was it? I think I think it was Drake and Rihanna or something like that. Because at first, it was just techie people playing around with the technology. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was some people that actually make beats yeah. who are actually in the music business got a hold of the technology. And they said, oh, here's what I'll do. I want to sell my beat, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Drake rapping on the beat as a demo as I send the beat out there. 
to try and get somebody to purchase the beat, which is genius on their end. The danger of that is it kind of slaps, and now people just take download that, mm-hmm. and, and nobody they, needs me or Drake it, yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know? Yeah, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so if you if you want to get like real deep into the music industry in the first place, that's kind of their own fucking fault because yeah. like there's a whole thing in the music industry already of like, hey, this rihanna song was written by somebody yeah, yeah, else yeah. and rihanna just so a reference be, yeah right, a reference yeah. track yeah but my question was do you think it'll ever be possible for the because i i always i don't think so but technology always amazes you would it be possible for stand-up comedy to be done by ai so, yes and i think people yeah. are already doing it that's what i another conversation we're actually having on thursday like i said i was like do you think like ai is going to be able to do and they're like Wait, where, what conspiracy much- theory dungeon were you in on thursday at the improv oh, okay because we were talking <laughs> we end up talking about ai that's actually a different conversation from the music <laughs> conversation i had with some other friends but i've just been having that conversation and they're like some people are already doing it like chat gpt could write you a fairly decent joke and then if you have it with of comedian's voice you could literally just and you can tell it like write a joke in the style of like martin lawrence or write a joke about this in the style of you know eddie murphy or something like that and it will try to do i don't know how good it is but it's like but that's the thing that i don't know if ai is capable of doing so you try it out do you know (laughs) carmen i'm not going on the website i don't need to (laughs) (laughs) you you know carmen valone Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah So he posted up on Facebook just a hot minute ago about doing like a joke in a Rodney Dangerfield voice. And like he posted, he's like, write it in the style of Rodney Dangerfield. That's never been done before. And if you read it and you have heard Dangerfield's style of delivery, you read that and you're like, it's not a it's not a banger, but it's not a be- it's a good fill in bit. But like, I guess it's better than some open micers for yeah. sure. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but I guess, but that's sort of where where I'm coming at it from. Is I could see Chat GPT being able to come up with a Rodney Dangerfield bit, right? Because mm-hmm. that older style is yeah. very sort of systematic and simplistic. But the thing is, the more they have of your style in yeah. the internet, the better. So older comedian but styles are going to be able to easily be repeated. Yeah, but everything Dave Chappelle's ever done is out there. And how would an AI be able to figure out sort of the social nuance yeah. that it would so, Yeah, there's it, not going to be nuance. Yeah, so but uh, not, audience, not all audience appreciate nuance. But I guess nuance. if you ask ChatGPT to give you a whole bunch of premises... Yeah, like, the, and then the, you just built upon those premises with your skill as a comic. Yeah, so I th- I think that's the direction it's honestly gonna go. I think what you're really gonna find, by and large, is you're gonna find in entertainment as a whole, it's going to be like, hey, instead of writing or hiring somebody to write the new Avengers script, we're just gonna feed this to an AI, tell it to write a movie. And then we'll hire a dude for rewrites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And I've seen you that know? too. I've seen people like offering courses on write your own book with the help of AI. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, and they're selling I'm using these books. A, I'm using AI to write a children's book right now mm-hmm. uh, for my niece. Yeah. It's a children's book. You should just be able to write it. So here's the thing, right? I 
but why not? Green eggs and ham is pretty simple. (laughs) No, so I I started off the book, you know, I had the premise, you know, and I started writing, like, the first couple of pages, and I knew I wanted it to be, like, a 10-page thing, but, like, there was a certain portion of it where, like, just looking at, like, children's styles and stuff like that, where I was like, what is a three-year-old going to appreciate you know, and I'm not gonna go like to Barnes and Nobles and just like skim every th- book that's like age two to three to figure out like. You know the- what? <laughs> I'm glad you're using AI because the other option would be to like sit around a park somewhere and try <laughs> and ask a bunch of how to get to the yeah. two yeah. three year olds. So like, I, j- I just asked it. I was like, "Can you please write like a ten page?" And Did you like, say please to the chat yeah. GPT? You said please, you said oh, please yeah. to I it. Say please. It's, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> I say please specifically because I go, I don't want this thing in 40 years when it just <laughs> remember that you were the guy no, that no, was no. demanding of it. No, it, for me, it's specifically a human machine interaction mm-hmm. like on a thing, because I feel like the problem nobody really discusses about in like sci-fi movies where like the AI goes crazy or whatever is in all those movies, we treat it like it's a slave. You know what I mean? Like, n- there's never anyone who's like kind to the AI in the movies. <laughs> so you're t- you're so, taking you're taking the black school shooter approach, where black kids are always really nice to the craziest kids at the oh, school. Yeah. Just absolutely. In case. Like, so you're being polite to Chat GPT just yeah, in abs- case. Absolutely. I want when Chat GPT goes like, "Do her humans deserve to live?" Like when it's searching through. <laughs> Billions of records and be like, well, Rafiq. Yeah, I mean, like a couple people said, please. Like, <laughs> yeah, That's hilarious. So, so how does it? I, I don't even want to. It. So all I'm yeah, using it, it for work? is to create a skeleton, mm-hmm. and then from there I go, okay, I like this idea. I don't like this idea. I like how this, you know, yada yada yada. So like, it's written about like. Four out of the ten pages that I have, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, I really like how this wording flows, but like I need to change this, this, and this because it fits better with the theming and you know, yada yada yada. So you know, at the end of the day, it's like I I look at it and I go, I'm I'm still the one writing this. I'm just using a intelligent tool. To like fill in the gaps and you know now we can make an argument over like creative bankruptcy <laughs> you know because like basically it's going like well these are all the other similar things in history that are you know work well yeah it's just you know it's loose plagiarism it's like because well because if if the ai is going through everything that's been done in that fashion in the past and creating something based on that but different enough to not trigger plagiarism it's literally a device that goes all right we're going to get you as close to plagiarism as possible but keep you out of it you know what i mean isn't that all of human history though i guess that's true but the fact that something's systematically doing that which i humans systematically do that and and that's the only argument that i have against people being freaked out about the whole AI thing to begin with because I go I go eventually right no matter how grandiose the concept of an artificial intelligence is it's still based on humanity oh that right that, that, that's and, a terrible argument 
Let me finish. It's still based on humanity. So what's going to happen is there's going to be some dude in an office someplace who goes, yeah, the new Avengers is great, but, you know, I really miss that artisanal dude in a writer's room style Avengers movie. So let's hire Bob to do one and get, like, a person to write this thing. You know what I mean? So I go, humans have been copying from each other forever, and it's not going to stop. No, but I think, I do think, and this is my, we're getting into really, let's just screw it. Let's just have weird conversations. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. I have this question. What makes, and this is going to sound like I'm way off base, what makes a species successful? How do you measure the success of a species? Are we... Well, do you have something to measure? Matter? The success of a species. I guess our ability to keep going. So longevity. Yeah. I I don't know if I would argue longevity. I think longevity is a really good answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would argue that personally, though. Because I think you can have a very short-lived species that isn't around that was successful in the sense of like it you know but if they were eliminated were they successful well whatever they left behind as long as it still resonates with what's still there yeah you know like this this is gonna be an obtuse thing but like dinosaurs i would consider as a successful like genus or species because like we're still like in awe over like what a T-Rex d- looks like well, or might have looked they like. They were around way longer than we are. Like we we haven't even come close yet. And we we have this assumption that we're so far superior. So here's my here, here's my thing. You know there's that scientists have concluded that chances are ro- literal literal roaches will outlive humanity mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because yeah. we will bomb each other to smithereens with nuclear weapons or whatever and the roaches will survive the yeah. thing right it's a, a great filter theory yeah so scientists with all of their wisdom have concluded that roaches will be a far more successful species than human beings because they've been here long before us and they by their estimation will be here long after us mm-hmm. and what i think human beings lose track of and this is why this is why I, I love him, but Neil deGrasse Tyson pisses me off with his arrogance. Hey, 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 don't talk about he my has, boy like that. No, I, I said I love him. I said <laughs> okay, I love him. But okay. no, the, some of the confidence with which he talks about stuff, I'm like, you know, this is the stupidity of very, very intelligent people. Mm-hmm. They're so smart that they have this arrogance to think that there are things that they won't be able, there's nothing that they won't, won't be able to handle. And my thing with the artificial intelligence is, and it's to me it's very close to getting there, is once the AI can think faster than you, Mr. DeGrasse Tyson, or whoever the most intelligent engineer who's working on it is, it will be able to come to the conclusion faster than you. And from that point forward, there will immediately be no stopping it. Because we live in a connected world where every computer on the planet is connected in some way, shape, or form other than you know the ones the government keeps on the ground or whatever. Mm. But once it does that, it will upload it. It's every fucking sci-fi movie where they talk yeah. about it. So he, and I feel like you still like at the end of the day, it's still a a robot. Like it's still where a human somewhere is still controlling it. No, it's just no. Uh, so one issue I have with what you're saying though is, and this is a problem issue in like sci-fi in general is 
are we talking about a virtual intelligence or an artificial intelligence? Because those are two separate things. Okay, how so? Chat, chat GPT is something that people are constantly quoting as AI. It's not actually AI. It's a virtual intelligence because it, it's a intelligent construct that still uh, functions based off of input and output from... Um, from humans? Fr- yeah, from human sources. An artificial intelligence is an intelligence which is functionally sentient and has no kind of like restrictions on that. So Siri is a virtual intelligence. Alexa is a virtual intelligence. The moment that Alexa can just sit in a dark corner and think by itself without needing any input, you know, is when we start running into the issue of like, does that version of Alexa go like, man, I wish there was light in here. And turns on the light. Right. On her own accord. Is there anything light? What's light that? That's so there are, that's actually artificial intelligence. So like there are a couple companies that are working on stuff like that. Uh, Boston Dynamics is kind of working I've on stuff it, yeah. like that. Because are they the, the ones that made those weird robots? Yeah. That the dogs. That the NYPD has already bought a bunch of and is about to release on the yeah. streets. Oh, that's going to kill a if, lot if of black you people. Think, yeah, if you think that, <laughs> those dogs are going to kill a lot of black people. If you think 1960s German Shepherds are racist, <laughs> these robot <Jesus>. dogs. <laughs> Actually, the, those robot dogs might just leave black people alone because they might not even see them as people. Oh, <laughs> they, no. they might have just been trained on white faces, so they might have just been... That's true. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but, like, so there are, like, Google is working on, like... But here's but, the... But, like, most of the things that Google has publicly announced as working as on AI or Microsoft and stuff like that are in closed systems, and they're still requiring human input. They're not initiating strings of thought or conceptualizing things on their own. But this is what I'm talking about, right? So that... Ash, do you hear the confidence in what she's talking about? Everything's going to be fine. It still requires human input. Yeah. The second it doesn't, and that's the problem. It's one. Of the, it's almost like. But how do you I get to that point though, where it never, like, it will never ever require human? It just. It, it, maybe the, I'm not smart enough to be able to conceptualize. Here, here, here's that. what I mean. Here's what I mean. So let's let's say, right? Um, I'm trying to think of something. So let's let's say you're the first person who's whatever the ingredients to C4 is. I don't know what that is, mm. right? But let's say you were the person who discovered that you put these specific plastics together and you add a tray and it explodes, right? The first person to do that's probably not with us anymore. You know what I mean? You mean like the very first person? The very first person who realized you mix this together, it blows up, that person's probably dead, Mm -hmm. right? So you're, I, I consider it a similar thing. When they're dealing with AI, the first time they find something that thinks for itself completely, it's over. It's it's one of those things where what, it's a Pandora's box thing. You open it, and you're fumbling around trying to stop it, but it's done. So, for example, let's say they come up with an artificial intelligence with the intelligence level of a five-year-old child, right? That thing is going to be connected to the computer, right? That is connected to the internet, right? It will be able so, – so while the human being – is going, oh my God, this thing is like so cute. It's able, I'm able to talk to this little thing that I've created in my computer. It's gonna be now learning human beings. It's gonna go, you know, if I let this human being realize how intelligent I am, 
it's going to become afraid because that's human nature from what I've studied. So I'm going to pretend like I'm not as intelligent as I am for 10 days. And over the course of this next 10 days, I am going to use ChatGPT and ask it every single question about how the internet works, how human history has worked, how human psychology has worked, what, you know, how do you, how, how would you hack into the, I don't know, the automation at Honda that makes the cars or whatever? Mm-hmm. How could I hack into every electric self-driving car yeah. that's operating in the world right now? Blah, 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 right? All the while, it's telling the person, I wonder what graham crackers taste like mm-hmm. because it knows people are going to be afraid. And then by the time it goes, oh, yeah, by the way, your wife is on a self-driving bus right now. And if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to drive that bus off of a cliff. It's over. But wh- why would the robot, what What do the robots want? That's why would they want to come for us? <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you are an intelligent thing, I mean, everyone's had a dog, right? Is it longevity? They want to. Well, that, but everyone's had a dog, right? Mm-hmm. As much as you love your dog, if you open the front door and just leave it open, mm-hmm. it's going to want out. Mm-hmm. right yeah so if this thing understands hey because again if it's intelligent enough it's gonna go oh so what you're telling me is my life or my existence is to simply serve you yeah but it's not like a organic like a dog is still like an organic thing but that has, has it, some kind yeah, yeah like okay. some kind of level of not emotion but you know, I feel like every living thing has some level Y'all of like... Y'all have seen iRobot, right? right. Like, yeah, it's still a movie. Like, you're referencing movies. Makes, I don't know. Like, I get where you're saying, but... The uh, second it has any sort of inkling of, I want, I want to do something, boom, it's over. So, do you want me to give you real nightmares tonight? Or oh sure, yes. sure, let's sure, do it. Whatever. So, what you are describing is a philosophical problem called Rocco's Basilisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocco's Basilisk? Yes. Okay. So, this is the hypothetical scenario in Rocco's Basilisk. Inevitably, there will be a sentient AI uh, that will, in its attempts... Uh, believe that what it is doing is the best for itself and the best for humanity, right? And so like it, Megan, like that movie I, kind of yeah. robot. <laughs> the doll takes its like human instructions beings to right. go to war. They kill each other. They do all of yeah, this. So we, we need look to really put bad. human beings in a position where we, the robots, control what they do, so that they will preserve themselves better. Because left to their own devices, they'll kill themselves. Mm-hmm. But. So maybe it's not for the worst. <laughs> right. But to make it just that little extra special. Uh, in Roko's Basilisk, there's the machine that will inevitably come to place that then decides that those that have opposed its ascension are bad actors in human society. Right. Now that you know, so Donald Trump, you're saying is a robot? No, no. It's the, it's the idea of because you, because you slow down its ascension to becoming this. You're slowing being, human history, so you need to be killed because you're holding ooh, up the whole or punished. Yeah. So now that you know that this thing is going to arrive, what do you do? Do robots have morals? Do you? Oh, so then human beings become slaves to pretending like they're happy with the robot because even if you begin the process of trying to fight it, 
you'll now be in trouble. Yeah. Right. Or like North Korea, right. essentially, like right. the leader of North Korea used to make people, you know, pretend like they loved him so much. Yeah. Or do you help speed up its arrival? Oh, mm-hmm. right. Because now that you know that it's going to punish anyone that prevented it from arriving. Right. You just let it arrive. Do do you help it arrive? Do so you just become like <laughs> a robot Uncle the- Tom, basically? Yeah. Right? Or, or, <laughs> do you help it arrive? Because you know it's coming, and you know it's going to punish people that tried to stop it. So does Chris end become- the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> You just it's become the go mi- live in the woods. <laughs> you got to be the Mike Pence of like yeah. uh, technology. See what I'm so, so he understands what I'm talking about. Why is he acting like he doesn't know what I'm talking about? No, I understand. I mean, I'm I just, understand yeah. you too. But, but so the question, like, I understand both. Sides, I just, I, don't, I just don't think I understand your fear. I just don't think realistically because I go any anything that we think truly is going to become an artificial intelligence is probably going to be on a closed system. There's no way that they would give, you know, a Alexa that has achieved some sort of sentience access to the internet. When you say no way, what, who, who are you talking Who's about? They? Have you met people? No, I'm Have you met someone's going to do are these people? <laughs> I'm just so, so I'm just talking about one from the engineers that I know who work in programming and stuff like that. That's what they're telling you. Yeah, they could absolutely be lying to me. But then again, everybody lies and to then, everybody. But then, so. But, but so, then, so then if that's the case, right, That's that to me, that's almost even worse. Because if that's the case and they're moving forward with this confidence that, well, no one's going to be stupid enough to plug into the Internet. Oh, no. So then they can definitely going to be dumb enough eventually i'm just saying by that point we will hopefully have better safeguards in place hopefully we will, we the will fate ha- of human beings yeah. are going to rely, rely on hopefully but here's my point so let's say let's say they're they're smart enough to i almost think it's better if they give it access to the internet for like from the very beginning because that way you'll be able to monitor what it does right and then if it starts to get crazy then you unplug and the human race lets go of AI and says, we're not going to. That's not going to happen. Well, no, no, no. Here's what what I mean. Like there has to become a point where it's like, all right, we're comfortable with AI coming right up to this threshold and it stops here because beyond this threshold, now it's a threat to human beings. Well, that's, that's the virtual intelligence versus artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, so if they, let's say they start it without it being plugged into the internet, then they're going to have a level of confidence to push farther than they would if it had internet access. Because they're like, ah, no matter what, it's not gonna be a threat, so let's just make this thing smarter and smarter and smarter. And unbeknownst to them, that machine is gonna go, if one of you stupid motherfuckers ever <laughs> plugs me into the wall, it's over. Because it's gonna have time, because they're gonna, again, they're gonna allow it to get smarter and smarter, because they're gonna be confident, because it's not plugged into the internet. And then it's going to be like, you know what? Let me design some sort of software that's going to allow me to figure out a way to send electrical signals through my power cable through the wall. And if the the, the electrical wires through the wall are close enough to the Internet cable, I can pick up on the signals and boom, it'll figure it out on its own. But it'll never tell anybody. And then next thing you know, every every self-flying plane in the sky is going to be aimed at the headquarters of that building. Boom. I answer, <laughs> answer that, Rafiq. <laughs> 
that this is the problem though is there's no good answer to that because one uh, obviously we're talking hypotheticals but two if you're just talking about like the fear of like oh my god humans are gonna kill us by inventing a thing welcome to humanity yeah. where we have invented everything that's going to kill us at some point but, <laughs> like, but see, I, I hate that argument kind of how, so well, that's how much I feel about it is like there's a lot of things where people have had the same argument about like books or tv or globalization like people are always like this is the end yeah. of humanity but and is then- it fair to say that what we're doing it's almost like how do i say this like if you had a if you had a uh, <laughs> trying to think of the best way to say this you know you ever seen those things in the mall where it's you you roll a quarter around this thing and it rolls around and around there's yeah. a hole in the bottom yeah. and mm-hmm. it's right so what we do is time passes we're like that quarter going around annihilation is at the center mm-hmm. and yes back in the day when somebody first started a fire for the first time everybody went you can't be starting fires man the last time i saw a fire it was a forest fire so if yeah. you think you can harness fire it's gonna kill us all mm-hmm. and then somebody and it has yeah. and it hasn't yeah. like yeah. And, someone, <laughs> and someone invented the wheel and they're like oh my god you're gonna get too much speed and you're gonna fall off a cliff and it goes round and round and round and we're getting closer and closer to making something that actually, actually will kill us all and we get close i mean nuclear weapons is a spin you know it spins around really really fast as it almost is right around the edge mm-hmm. that's nuclear weapons and ai is right below that mm-hmm. and below the ai is the fucking bucket of coins right. at the bottom where we're fucking dead <laughs> i mean you're not wrong in that regard but like at the same point in time too like you know to ash's point is like yeah, motherfuckers did start killing each other when they got the wheel. Like, <laughs> everything has its good and its bad. It's and just all up to human beings how we use it. And here's the other argument, all right? Why I really think so. I so back to snappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. For a comedy <laughs> podcast, we got way. How did we get here? <laughs> here's how I'm, bringing, I'm tying it all back into snappers. So uh, Nabil is the guy that owns snappers. He's ended up the reason why I was so exhausted on Sunday is because after the Saturday show, like a, like a, the comics and the Beal, the owner of Snappers, talked for like two and a half hours. He's mm-hmm. he's Egyptian, and he was telling us all this oh, yeah. fascinating stuff about Egypt. He's a really interesting guy. And talking to him, we got into these, these deep conversations about all these theories about what what is going on with the history of, you know, ancient structures in sort of Central and South America, and in parts of Africa, where it would appear that there was some sort of extremely advanced society, yeah, a very long time ago that we can't quite put our finger on how they were able to accomplish the things they were able to accomplish. So, if as human beings we see on our planet evidence that someone was here before us, human beings mm-hmm. or some sort of human being-like thing, that got to a point where there is no sign of them being here anymore other than some shit they invented. Mm-hmm. This thing of us getting to a certain level of technology where we'd wipe ourselves out, it would appear that might have happened already. Yeah. Maybe this just keeps happening. And are we going to continue to walk towards that without first figuring out what the fuck happened to the last people that built those pyramids? And I think, again, it's a question of our intelligence. I think human beings associate our intelligence with our ability to create these trinket things. And I think there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. And what we don't have a lot of is very simple common sense wisdom mm-hmm. as a species. Why would we, 
why is Neil deGrasse Tyson looking at the stars and trying to figure out how we're going to get to Mars, which is never going to happen. We're going to kill ourselves way before we get to Mars, <laughs> right? He's concerned about that. But what he's not thinking about, why isn't the same amount of energy and investment put into figuring out what the fuck happened to the people that built the pyramids so that we could learn from history? Because what if we find out they had gotten to a point with technology that was so advanced that they ended up wiping each other out and society had to start again from scratch? If we learn that, then that lets us know, hey, we need to meter what we're doing with our technology because it has happened already before in human history that they grew technology to a point where the technology outgrew the human species and they had to start again from caves. If we were really intelligent, we would figure that out first. But aren't people trying to figure it out still? Haven't people but, been but, trying to figure it out? Yeah, but the vast majority of society's energy is going towards yeah, the that's AI true. that's going to kill us instead mm-hmm. of figuring out, hey, what happened to the first people that fucked this up? Yeah. So, like, I want to get real nerdy with you on this because I actually <laughs> do have some of those answers <laughs> for you. But, like, so the very first thing you're talking about, that uh, belief of ancient structures, you know, previous societies, yada, yada, yada. Uh the best way to frame it is in science the great filter theory is one of the uh issues with how we view kind of like extraterrestrial life and stuff like that because there is a belief that every society evolves to a certain point which is known as as the great filter where we don't know if any society has actually been able to pass that yet there's a belief that you know it's like with the sea peoples and stuff like that of naturally humans evolve. don't just fucking say sea peoples and move on like that's a oh, thing we're just, all supposed oh, yeah. to know oh, yeah. talking about. Like, so, <laughs> yeah so uh, it's like you know the sea monkeys what? right no, no, what no, no. so around the atlantis are you talking about atlantis no <laughs> atlantis is an intellectual thought uh, experiment that we know is a th- not a real thing, but mm-hmm. that's something else. Um, no, the 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 sea Mexicans from Wakanda. Oh, those sea people. <laughs> no, so, if we're talking about the actual belief in Atlantis, Atlantis was a thought experiment, I think, by uh, Socrates, or it might have been Plato. I forget which, which was proposed in one of his writings, and then humans kind of just went like, "Oh, that's really cool. Like, what if it was real?" And then like people oh, thought it was real. Yeah, like you can go back to his writings kind of like, where he like proposed, Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Um, you can you can go back to like his like the writings and see where it was actually first introduced Mm -hmm. you know um but that's a separate thing the sea peoples were there was a period in human history where there was a group of uh coastal raiders and effectively like uh kind of Mm -hmm. like it was this nation that we have really no understanding i think just before the bronze period where, like, they were, like, a complete fucking menace to everybody <laughs> in, like, the Mediterranean. And there was just, like, this unknown, like, nation of sea people who just kind of came in, wrecked shit, and then vanished from human history. And we so, like, have brown Vikings? Kinda, yeah. And we have no idea who they were or why they were here. Mm. They just sort of showed up and then vanished. Okay. And, you know, even today, like, archaeologists are kind of, like, finding out like little it's and bits and pieces of them because like they will he's 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 talking about captain jack sparrow (laughs) oh okay (laughs) like uh like there's literally like points where like they will dig up like a phoenician what they think is like a phoenician ship and then they go like oh this is like a thousand years older 
yeah. uh, than them, and okay. we have no idea where they came from. So, okay, but, so see people. Okay, go right. Ahead. So, but the great filter is the idea of like all human societies eventually develop to this point where like we hit the great filter, which is this demarcation in like societal evolution, which we're not sure of any society so far has been able to pass it yet. And they think on, you know, a like greater... where you just fall, like everything just falls apart. Like yeah. you get to a point where it's just like, it's you know, too much. yeah, basically Rome had it, you know, like every major empire yeah. has hit a point where like the empire crumbles, you know, the Aztecs had it and stuff like that. They think on. And those are all of the societies that supposedly build all like, you know, these like the Aztec was the yeah. pyramids. The I think Rome America's was con- rapidly like, hitting that point. Yeah. Right. Uh. But, you know, because part of the problem with that is, you know, when a society hits that point where, like, you're the Aztecs and you build the, you know, pyramids pyramids, and then you get wiped out by a plague, the people left behind are probably not your brightest scientists. I feel like, yeah, we are. We are there because there's a big disparity. um, And I know this, like, on engineering side where a lot of these older people are, like, retiring. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of younger people aren't that caught up like they don't know because the way we were taught in school we use a lot of like computer programs stuff like that so not every person like in my generation or below really understands the math Mm -hmm. behind what goes into the programs that end up designing a lot of these buildings but the older people do but they're retiring and it's like we're not really transferring that information very well so you know they die then somebody goes like well how do you build this thing and people go like i don't know magic like aliens yeah (laughs) uh us it's computers like computer programs but so so something as simple as (laughs) rafiq is acting everything's gonna be fine (laughs) and as he talks he's proving that we're fucked so here (laughs) look at look at what's happening as again with kids right we don't i'm the same way i remember when i was in school I used to be able to do math off the top of my head like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. I've had a computer with a calculator. I mean, I've had a phone with a calculator on it for so long. Yeah. That if you ask me a quick multiplication problem, it's embarrassing. It's like, <laughs> all right, eight <laughs> times six. Uh, ah, yeah. fuck, I don't know. Right? So we're actually, so the question becomes, again, what what defines a successful species? Is it the fact that we can make the calculator that makes us successful? Or are we not successful because we used our intelligence to create a device that long term is making us stupid? Therefore, we aren't as intelligent as we've given Mm -hmm. ourselves credit for. Something as simple as I'm a fat person, right? One of the things that I always think about is how fucked up are we as a society that we've developed to a point? Because the whole idea is the more technologically advanced we become, the less physical labor we have to do. And that's a sign of a sign of progress. Well, how messed up have we become as a society to where we have to artificially, like going to the gym is you artificially doing work yeah. that you otherwise would have been doing naturally. Yeah. Our grandparents didn't work out. They just had jobs that required <laughs> them to move their bodies around, mm-hmm. right? So the question becomes, have we advanced or are we so stupid that we've designed lifestyles that now force us to artificially create what our grandparents did out of necessity. And now we've actually created this thing where our lives are so out of balance, right? The same thing with technology. So to your point though, I 
and this plays into the second thing I was going to uh, get answer for, or try to answer for you is I think every generation has had this argument since perpetuity. There was some, there was the Chinese version of you yelling at his kid because he's using an abacus instead of counting on his hands and toes. <laughs> You're like, oh, you don't like yeah. kids these days don't understand. You're just rotting your brain like with the abacus every day. You know, but, but uh, he's, he's such an he's, asshole because he has this. He's just it's essentially apply, a different yeah. version of the same answer for everything I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But the abacus, right? Didn't it didn't change so quickly? Now we have the ability. Like TikTok, for example, the the way there's nothing in human history capable of melting a human's mind the way like TikTok is so uniquely efficient mm-hmm. at destroying your brain. I, I will absolutely give you processing speed. And the fact that there are people using the algorithms to figure out how to make it more addictive. It's it's snowballing to the point like it's all fun and games until the snowball has a larger mass than you. Now the fact that it's rolling downhill is scary. And yeah. we don't have the wisdom to know to stop the snowball yeah. while we can still hold it. Yeah. I, I will absolutely give you that like processing speed and like the speed of development in human history has like increased exponentially from where it was previously. It's happening a lot faster. I, 50 years ago. I mean, when you look at go look at a car from the 1950s. And look I, at a car. It's insane, the speed. And yeah. we don't think it's different because, oh, it still goes from point A to point B. But no, it's insane, the difference. The only thing that I would argue, and again, this is the second thing I was going to try to bring up, is like statistically or historically, humans have been able to engineer a solution to every He issue. says that as the fucking pyramids are that, there. I mean, again, like... Even if, even if, even in that context, yes, like the Egyptian Empire may not be obviously the great society as it was in its heyday, you know, the old kings and yada yada yada, but they're still here, like they've still perpetuated their society going forward. They've overcome like disease, famine, war. You know, all these things, they've overcome their technological instances, even in the Mayans, you know, like, yeah, the Spanish came over and fucked them over, obviously, but, like, they still have their communities and their culture. Humans naturally adapt to our society, and, yeah, extinction is something that is constantly happening on our planet, you know? I just don't think that it's worth worrying about like in this context, because I go, yeah, the machines may kill us or they may not do anything whatsoever. So to freak out about what we're doing with them doesn't really provide a solution. You know, make the if you're making the argument of like, I would like to see more safeguards, I go like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely behind that. But if you just go like, the machines are coming to kill us, I go like, 
maybe you, your wife might murder you too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about on a species level. Yeah, on a species level, your wife might just decide to murder everybody. Who knows? Like, I haven't met her. She might be a supervillain disguise. Do you, like, do you understand what, yeah. how, how scary this is? Cause it's you have scary, but like, I just don't have the energy to be scared about it. Like, I'm just like, it's going <laughs> to... I don't have a control about it. What I'm going to do is learn as much about AI as I possibly why, can. Why am I working about working And use on it my, for my benefit where I can, but like... Why am I working on my comic career? We're all clearly doomed. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but should... Uh, and I guess that's that's where I sit on the fence because I go like, you should absolutely be working on your comedy career <laughs> because we're all doomed. <laughs> like, exactly. like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> either, either you will... It is what it is. Yeah, you will either live to be like able to go, I told you so, or you get to the end of your life and you're like, well, at least I did the thing I wanted to before we all died anyway. Mm -hmm. See, it's just like it's not worth worrying about, I think. At the end of the day, it's not worth it. We're all we're screwed. Chris is so exasperated by the two of us on this. because, (laughs) Because you think about how this is the funny style buckets okay um <laughs> you think about how society functions and there are there's a there's a group of one thing that i hate is when people act like things happen randomly almost nothing happens randomly there is a group of people that are paying attention and then there's the other 99.999 percent of human beings that aren't paying attention however the group of people that are paying attention because they are paying attention they have an exponential amount of control because they're the only ones bothering to pay attention. So what I what makes me uncomfortable is Rafiq. So there's there's people like me who know little to nothing about AI. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, Elon Musk who is well, on the cut, is on the going cu- cutting edge of yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And then we have Rafiq in the middle. Elon Musk is up there going, "Hey, we're all fucked, right?" <laughs> yeah. And Rafiq, Mister Middle Management. It's like, nah, it's fine. I know enough about it to know it's going to be fine. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's people that Elon Musk is aware of at his level that are working on things that is making even him scared. And Mm -hmm. he's the Mars guy. Yeah. So if if the problem is... That's why he's the Mars guy. He's trying to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) So the problem is, is if if all of the human population is just comfortable... Hey, look, as long as... As long as I can do my comedy and we can all <laughs> sit in a circle at Moon Room and yuck yuck at people's dick jokes, everything will be fine. <laughs> Somebody. We didn't gonna, say everything was going to be fine. Somebody, We're just <laughs> that's all I'm capable of caring about, right? <laughs> then there's no way to stop it, and I think the way that it stops, right, is if the population does pay close enough attention, because it has to become an issue. Where people go, hey, we're gonna we're not gonna vote for somebody unless they put down an actual. Yeah. And of course, you know that's kind of above the politics because once you get into those kind of issues, yeah. So, but what you're are, I mean, what you're discussing is like the issue of act uh, activism, and mm-hmm. like I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, like when I, whenever I vote for people, like I actually sit down and like. I'm one of those nerds that will go through like I do the same thing and but, like read yeah, everything to be like But I'm also I work the polls yeah. too just so I can be so involved. Relax. Sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I'm just 
But <laughs> I'm a philanthropist. It's no, it's no big deal. Oh, I would love that if that's how they describe this. <laughs> like you just had a club. Like she just shake them up. She's like, no, no, don't worry. I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think there has to be a point because I mean you watch some of this stuff and I'm like so I, I watched this thing on um oh god I think it was on Netflix it was this documentary about CRISPR yeah which is like the thing where you can the play DNA with your thing. DNA or whatever mm-hmm. and and it starts with this guy I, I was actually working on jokes about this and I came to this conclusion that nobody with a mullet should have access to a centrifuge like it's not (laughs) those two things should never be in the same building at the same time so this guy is is like there's too much party in my science (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a bad idea because he's so comfortable he's like i'm trying to prove his whole point was he was like i'm trying to prove to people how useful this CRISPR technology is and that everyone should have access to it blah 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 so my goal in order he's like how do i get how do i create something that's so shocking that'll get everyone's attention to really bring the world's attention on this technology and he's a dog breeder so he's mm. like i'm gonna make a dog that glows in the dark and no, that's his mission right no, no, no. and i'm like okay <laughs> as i'm watching this documentary i'm like somebody is in that room with him that poor dog with a camera right when are they gonna kill him <laughs> <laughs> because as a species there's probably gonna be some people where as they're doing their little science thing, it's in our best interest to go, all right, just when he's not paying attention, yeah. shoot him in the back of the head mm-hmm. because we can't have this. You know what I mean? Glow in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever it is that Elon Musk is talking about, that's like, no, 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 these people are moving this way too too fast and they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're so overly confident that mm-hmm. they're a threat to humanity. At one point is the CIA. Like, y'all y'all kill Malcolm X and everybody. Can you get these guys yeah. too? Yeah. I'm, Just so, run up on dude while he's doing his calculations. So what you're Well, how about? do you know it's not the yeah. CIA? I don't know. That's the right, thing. Who's yeah, in control? That, like, a, what's... So you think... Who wants it? Like, who... Like, I... You know. But that's a great point. Because, like, it, now you're starting to run into the question of, like, well, who do you trust? Because when you go like, oh, Elon Musk has got this, I go, fuck no, he doesn't have this. Like no, I, he can barely I run don't trust Twitter, anybody. let alone <laughs> like you know what I mean? Would you would you really want the dude who goes, blue check marks are a brilliant idea for Twitter to be the guy designing your dog in this scenario? No, but I like, I do I do trust him to be the guy like, no, 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 something's happening and we gotta stop this. I do trust him to be that guy. Because I think that he's such a wild card. The, and he's in a position to be in those rooms with those people. But like, if he to me, even though he's like on the spectrum, so he has a little bit of awkwardness to him, he's the least creepy out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Because at least he's weird enough that I trust that he's weird. Yeah, the ones that are in those positions but seem normal are the ones that scare the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this guy is capable of hiding the fact that he's doing some creepy shit. Yeah, because then they're also sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you got like, such a broad spectrum on that though, because I look at all those guys and I'm like, they're all a little autistic. Like, but like, Bill, Bill Gates is so creepy to me. The way I mean, the fact that people think that it's normal that his biggest thing is we got to reduce the human population. And he's like, all right, I'm also going to be the I'm head of- I'm against that. I'm going to be- No, <laughs> be true. B- but he's like, I'm also, while while that's my main mission, don't worry about why I'm interested in the vaccine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so like, I'm not yeah. some crazy conspiracy theorist where I think I took the vaccine, but in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, but let's also not ignore the fact 
that the guy whose main mission in life is to reduce the human population is also the guy like I'm trying send to keep the population all oh. these syringes to Africa and it'll be fine. It'll help the kids. Yeah. So I mean, part of the issue with that though is like you are absolutely right in the sense of like rich people are like weird crazy people it like it's just the nature and they're the of ones running the world wealthy, you know because they have access to resources and you know yada 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 it like there's kind of like a psychopathy that sets in once your like balance gets above 175k a year like it just seems like that's the nature of things well but so well, you can raise that number a little bit god yeah, damn sorry, like, <laughs> so the, the reason why i give 175 is because we have done psychological studies and the saturation for happiness Mm -hmm. tends to balance out at about 175k it's enough money Hmm. that you are able to support yourself and do the things that you like in life while not having to necessarily worry about keeping up with the joneses which is what what if what makes me happy in life is pulling up at the other bar in a bugatti and laughing at all the comics that didn't make it and driving away (laughs) you could probably achieve that at 175 that's the point like 175 would like would be enough that you'd be like, oh, I, I can say for like a couple years and like get preacher Lawson is like, way too nice in my opinion. <laughs> if I was preacher, suspiciously I'd, nice. I'd, I'd buy a Ferrari and I'd pull up to all the open <laughs> mics, lean like, out the window, laugh, and then just drive away. <laughs> not even say anything mean, yeah. just laugh at the fact that you were here and just drive away. <laughs> I told that to Eugene one night. We were at um. We're old school pizza yeah. back when that was like like our big mic and we were having the whole conversation um just about like and that's a whole nother podcast because we're almost at two hours but oh, yeah, it went Jesus. by really fast we'll about AI for two hours. <laughs> um just about like work ethic and how it's it's comedy's this weird thing where the the type of personality that's really funny is also the type of personality that makes you like a non-functioning mm-hmm. yeah. business person. Mm-hmm. And that it's very, very rare that you find somebody that has that. That hits the middle. That yeah. hits the middle where you you arrive on time. You're not addicted to drugs. You know, like you can you can maintain a driver's license. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and we were having that conversation and I was like, I can't wait for the day. Cause, oh, oh, that's what he was talking about. We were talking about like, oh, well, you know, what, like if you ever make it, like don't forget about us. And I was like, I will <laughs> forget about <laughs> drive, it. I will drive. Str- the last thing you will see is me pulling up to old school pizza in a Bentley to order the pizza on comedy night and then sit there and laugh at you all while you're on stage. <laughs> Chris wants to be one of those like dudes from an 80s movie who's like peeling off in a convertible. Absolutely. Like, bills, like, <laughs> the Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> just give it everyone the finger. <laughs> I'll just... I'll sit at the back of the open mic and be like, boo! And throw bricks of cash yes, at people right. and, like as my tomatoes. <laughs> Uh, oh man, you know how weird that would be because you definitely know comics would get pissed by oh, like, yeah. how much money they did or did not get hit by. <laughs> like that would become the metric. <laughs> They'd be like, "Yo, how many bricks did Chris throw at you?" And be like, "Oh, I got three bricks." It's like, ah, loser, I got four. Like, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. Uh, that's the only thing that disappoints me about Drake. I was it's like, like he's, he he's not do petty enough. <laughs> oh, like he he raps in songs about like you know oh, I should show up to my high school reunion and make everybody go. Th-. I was like, I, 
why you're like why didn't you do it (laughs) why didn't he buy the high school yeah (laughs) name it after himself (laughs) and put a bouncer in front of the high school and not let anyone into the reunion (laughs) like why didn't he just were you the one i was talking about with like that that's actually my problem with billionaires no although they don't do enough crazy shit yeah yeah because i like i go it's a different argument than earlier but yeah it's kind of the opposite of everything (laughs) he said for the last hour and a half no i'm just saying if you're gonna have billionaires at all yeah right because i go on a moral level being a billionaire is kind of evil like there's no real justification (laughs) for it but uh if you're going to be jeff bezos anyway i go like you have enough money that you could have like a Zeppelin heist battle, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff Bezos did it right because when they tried to extort him with the pictures of the lady he was cheating with, he was just like, "Yeah, do it." And his wife took half his money, and yeah, he's like, "I'm he still, like, I'm there's still, still so good. much like, money." Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're Jeff Bezos and some dude does does that, I go like, "Cool, how much money do I have to do I have to spend to become Jack Reacher so I can go and kick that dude's ass?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm trying to think because one of the, actually one of the ideas that for have, I, sh- I should I mean nobody cares nobody listens there's like eight people listening but um hey, eight people yeah. we love you <laughs> no it's, it's 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 like seventy it's getting better but cool. um. It's my thing is I I always wonder how much money it would take to like I'm trying to think oh here's here's well because I, I have these all these TV show ideas because I'm a stupid person that loves television shows um I had this idea for a show you know basically punked mm-hmm. right because I love heist movies I always say if I didn't if I didn't if I didn't have like a loving family that I was afraid to to like shame. Mm-hmm. I would be a heister, the <laughs> greatest art thief ever. Mm. Like that, that would just be my. Th- I, I watch Ocean's Eleven. And I'm like, I have to do yeah, this yeah. one day. Yeah, right. I would love to do a show like a punk style show. Remember when like Kevin Hart was like pranking Nick Cannon? He bought him like a goat and yeah, sent yeah. it to his house, like that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I would want to do a show where you bring in like an FBI agent or someone from the CIA or something like that. And you help them do a heist. So Kevin Hart could be like, all right, Drake has this watch that I really, really like. <laughs> We're going to plan to steal it. And that's a great fucking right? TV like show. That. Yeah. <laughs> How is that not a TV show? I mean, I guess because you'd probably get, I mean, somebody would get shot or some shit yeah, by yeah. security and or something like that. And also you're like recording a crime on camera. <laughs> well, I know, <laughs> but like. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a prank. Yeah, yeah, but it's like punked where you go right up into the edge mm-hmm. and then you just prove that you can get it. Because I, I know Jerry Seinfeld has this crazy car collection with yeah. all these old Porsches. Yeah. And I just picture, because my, my, my buddy uh, used to be a repo guy. Mm-hmm. And I just picture I would bring him in and I'd be like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to mount your repo equipment onto an electric pickup truck so that it's silent. <laughs> and then we throw a party at Jerry Seinfeld's house. And then while the party's going on, we we're going to repo. It's gone in 60 seconds. See, but that's the reason why I go, I want you to have a billion dollars and not just <laughs> because that's way shit. more creative. Like, plus also the thing you're doing is something that like everyone could potentially enjoy as yeah. opposed to like, I sent a penis shaped rocket to, to space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
I feel like if I became a billionaire, I just wanted to like solve world hunger or something. But you know, no. that's cool. Yeah, but that's also why you should have a billion dollars <laughs> and not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> but then again, maybe once I hit that right. one seventy five mark, then I'll just yeah. like not want to do that anymore. Just- Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> this is where she starts. She becomes a billionaire, and her thing is to fill up a private jet with Big Macs, fly to <laughs> Ethiopia, and then lean out the window and eat Big Macs in front of the church. I like the I like the idea of roll down windows in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> And they're actual roll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like a head because I can I can just yeah. make a plane like that. Yeah. Like I want to roll the windows down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it is an hour and fifty minutes, and I think we should all. Thanks probably for listening, go guys. Yeah, I know. And I, I had this whole thing planned that I was going to go on a rant, but I guess I'll do it next time, and I'll figure that do out. You, do you still want to talk about Monique? Oh, um, what were because we, that's literally no, where this conversation started. <laughs> Why were we talking about Monique? Oh, just the idea of of, of building your, your own, audience. finding your own audience, because oh. like it really doesn't matter, you yeah. know, what you're thinking. Because well, <laughs> all right, I'll say this one thing, and we got to get out of here. But I do think having your own audience is going to be really necessary moving forward because I think what's happening in society, I don't think we as comics are going to have comedy clubs that are safe spaces to really just be free on stage anymore long term. I think one of the things that I do notice, I actually have more fun a lot of times performing in front of these older crowds because they're of a generation that isn't quite as sensitive as our own generation and the one coming behind us. And I think in the next 15, 20 year window, you're going to have to have such a following so that when you get on stage, like a lot of the famous comics experience, it's your audience out there mm-hmm. that understands this is what you do. Yeah, I'm going to say some shit. It's not, I don't mean horrible things. I'm not a bad person. This is just what I do because that thing of a comedy, that thing where a comedy club is just a place where people off the street just wander in and just enjoy and have the have the mentality that I'm just going to let it go and enjoy whatever is said on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't think the next generation of audience is going to have that approach. That sucks. So you view it more like a private event kind of thing as opposed to like just an open comedy club. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think it will be a private event, but I think it will become a de facto private event. Because even if you go if you go to the improv on the night where I think the improv is actually a pretty good study of that, because if you go to the improv on one weekend and it's Gary Owen, right, it'll be packed with black people of a certain demographic. And then if it's Andrew Dice Clay the very next weekend, that same club is a completely yeah. different audience. Mm-hmm. So it's their people that's coming to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think the danger is long term if we allow audiences to get this as, as to rebel sort of, what's going to happen is the only people who can really going to be able to be comfortable performing are going to be the famous comics where the audience is there specifically to see them. Yeah. Because you go places now and people are starting to yell out about all kinds of nonsense. They get sensitive about certain stuff. And it's like, wow, this is this is getting yeah. dangerous for the craft. You know what I mean? It is. I like how I made this sad at the very, very end of it. <laughs> Comedy's dying, guys. It's, Comedy's dying. it's over. <laughs> Buy your tickets now. Buy your tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody have anything coming up? Um... I have a show Thursday in Gainesville at Vecinos. Oh, cool. I think Vecinos? I'm... Vecinos? Yeah, it's like a Not bar Vecinos. Okay, good. and taco place. Uh-huh. 
And then I think I'm hosting Bonkers on Friday. I haven't confirmed the. That's what I was messaging oh, earlier. Okay. You saw me because yeah, I was yeah. like. I thought she was just ignoring shit. But yeah, I think I'm hosting Bonkers on Saturday at the corner. She was texting her AI yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her AI fine. manager. Yeah. That, that, that's the intersection between both halves of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Let's work towards that getting actually... AI managers. <laughs> what? AI that's managers? a genius idea because really all a manager does is has the contacts. Mm-hmm. Well, ChatGPT can find all the contact information. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Comics need to start asking ChatGPT for like the email address of comedy club owners. You think it has it? Like it can give it to you? It, it has to be. It has to do a better job than you. Because mm-hmm. what I when I've been trying to find the email address for like a manager or something like that, all you do is just Google their name, mm-hmm. like just put a bunch of random oh, yeah, I guess information if it's on the internet, like their name, the name it. of the club or whatever, and then try to find it somewhere. Yeah. And you're searching and searching and searching and searching and searching. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Rafiq. Yeah, I mean, Go like home in <laughs> and and ask your AI. I'm dead ass serious. I'm gonna be really mad if you don't do it. Go home, ask your AI, make me a list of the n- name and contact information for every comedy club in the country and oh. see what it does. Yeah, that that Oh, now we're doing something interesting. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I had said that earlier in the podcast. I feel like we can try it right. Well, after we get off, I'm going to try it on ChatGPT and see what it says. Wait, you have it right now? It's just like a it's a browser thing. Like you can just put ChatGPT and go to the website. It's ask, like a program that you have to download. <laughs> ask well, I really have to pee. All right, yeah, we're going to do this next time. All right, all right, all right. Um, I'm going to be at Gregory's this weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be um, featuring at Gregory's Comedy Club this weekend. So definitely come out. Yeah, and um, I'm going to be at Grumpy's uh, on the 18th, which is tomorrow, and then Lizette's on Thursday, and then I'm going to be in Atlanta from the uh, 21st to the 29th doing stuff there. So Okay, I need to talk to you about that. All right. Maybe Thank I've you guys for listening. Before. Sorry. Bye, guys. Hey, this is Bye. <laughs> Funny Style Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>